Hey guys, this episode of 81 Points is uh, all about New Year's resolutions. We um, project into 2019 and um, we talk about each player on the rotation and what we hope to see from them uh, this upcoming year. Um, We also go into talking about the league a little bit and, you know, what we feel like um, the Lakers' position is as of right now and how how we project them to uh, finish out the rest of the regular season. Um, Is there anything else we talked about in this episode, Chris? No, I think it's just, you know... We all need to be a little more Zubots in 2019. Yes, the, the, we, we talk quite a bit about um, the resurrection of <laughs> Avita Zubot. The Phoenix. Yes. So he's risen from the ashes, like you said, and um, uh, he's actually become somebody that is worth talking about. So, you know, massive improvement from about a few months ago. So... Uh, Sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of 81 Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. everybody this is another episode of 81 points we're back again not not too long ago uh since the last podcast episode um unfortunately i think the lakers have lost uh two straight since we last uh spoke um well i don't think we've won post uh lebron injury anymore right that is also true yeah other than the uh, warriors game uh today is lebron's 34th birthday oh so, man this is happy birthday to king james yeah, out there happy birthday i'm sure he's waiting to get a happy birthday from us here at 81 <laughs> points so there's your happy birthday lebron uh there's a game tonight again against the kings you know we our last episode we were recording that during the first half of um Thursday's game at Sacramento and things were looking good and then it took a sudden turn for the worse in the fourth quarter there um which has been sort of the sort of the mo yeah because it also happened against the Clippers I think too right yeah so um any 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 alarm for concern there um with these last two games Nah, I mean I think we know we're at a point where we we know what the Lakers are. Um, they're just a really good, solid team. I'm talking about with LeBron. Without him, they're they're pretty much just an average to even maybe below average. So I, I don't know. I don't think there's anything um, really to see there. I think what's, I mean, there's some pretty cool developments, which is Lonzo Ball looking extremely good. Yeah. Um, he sh- he's, he's shot like, amazing these last two games um seven for 14 from three point line yeah, um in the last two games mm-hmm. so i and you know it's two games so we'll see hopefully he can he can kind of continue that but um i don't know i think uh 
I think we're seeing, um, you know, a couple of these young guys. Like, as soon as LeBron went down, it seemed like a couple of these guys were, like, just straight up, like, okay, I'm going to just – almost, like, trying to assert their, like, dominance or, or sort of the pecking order in, on, on the team. You know yeah, I mean? so how much of it is, like, a shift in mentality? Because I think that has something to do with it. But also, I think another factor is the fact that the ball dominant yeah. player is no longer on the court. Yeah. Uh, um, we can only speculate right now as to like the mindset of these players or where their head is at. Yeah. But um, from what you can gather, I, I think it's definitely mentality because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, those opportunities, you know, those shots are being freed up. But at the end of the day, someone has to take them, you know? So, um, I absolutely think it's a mentality thing because uh, I especially believe that with Lonzo. You know, I think that he's the kind of guy where he always seems to have, uh, like, he needs to have someone kind of light a fire under him sometimes, you know? Hmm. Um, like that time when Luke Walton kind of lit into him um, at halftime and he just turned up the D. Yeah. You know, I forgot which game that was. But, um, but yeah, and I... And I think that he he has consciously been like, okay, I need to step up. You know, maybe not necessarily shooting, which he has, but just overall leadership. And I I definitely saw it. I definitely have seen it these last two games. Um, Kuzma, I mean, he's gonna be shooting, right? <laughs> Regardless, he's gonna. Yeah. So I knew he he was gonna shoot a ton. Um, which is I I I I'm I don't hate that. I think it's great that he's aggressive and. He's certainly proved proven that he can uh, shoulder the load. The guy that I'm most um, both intrigued but also a little concerned is Brandon Ingram, who I think he's even publicly mentioned that he's wanted to kind of impose his will or or be a more focal point in the uh, on the team, um, which I absolutely love. I think that's great, but. I mean, I mean, you saw the last game, right? He uh, in in the Kings game, he we lost, a, and a big part of that was because he was playing hero ball for like three, four possessions late in the game, and and then we lost. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little iffy on that, um, just because I don't think he's really proven it to this point that he can demand the ball late, you know, late in the game. Yeah. Okay, let we'll we'll talk about each individual player here shortly because what I want to do for this episode, seeing as it's the thirtieth of December, uh, this is most likely our last podcast episode for twenty eighteen. Uh, twenty nineteen is just around the corner, and of course, you know, it's time to make New Year's resolutions. Um, I don't know what your are you a new New Year's resolution guy or. I think I try to be, um, you know, n- how long it lasts is a whole other. <laughs> right, right. But, so, you know, a lot of people yeah, um, for sure. don't like the notion of New Year's resolutions because because of that reason, I think, because yeah. it's so hard to live up to um, the goals that you set for yourself. But, yeah. you know, for this uh, episode, seeing that we're talking about the Lakers, uh, I figured that you and I can... Um, Let's make some New Year's resolutions for these players. <laughs> what we want to see out of them 
um, for 2019. Uh, I don't know if, if you've had much time to think about that, but I have a little list here of some quick New Year's resolutions that I would like for each uh, Laker player. And I'm only talking about guys that are actually seeing the court. So um, sorry, Mo, Mo Wagner, if I don't have a New Year's resolution for you. You don't have one for uh, Bonga? Yeah, sorry, Isaac Bonga. I think their, I think their resolution should be like, be a- Get some run. Yeah, get, get some playing time. Yeah. So um, off the top is of course, LeBron. Mm-hmm. So, if you had to create a New Year's resolution for LeBron, what would that be? Because I had one. It took so me like it took one? me like five seconds to think of. So we're only gonna do one. Yeah, let's just player, do right? one. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was like a no-brainer for me. Really? Yeah. So, okay, I do have a no-brainer, but I'm gonna go with something different. Um. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> um, just, like, stay patient, you know? Like, stay positive, stay patient. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because he holds... Are you getting Magic Johnson vibes? No. From LeBron James? No, I'm not, actually. I, I think he's been the model. He has been the model citizen. He has said all the right things, done all the right things. So I'm just saying continue that, you know, because... I don't know if I've seen that side of LeBron through the course of a whole season. I see. Typically in the past. You're expecting something to change. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, it, especially when it comes towards playoff time. I think, you know, the patience starts to run a little thin. You know? I don't think we have any like J.R. Smiths on our team, though. Yeah. yeah. Do we? No. Is there anybody in the I mean, Lakers that like is capable one, of making like a huge like bonehead play? Michael Beasley, but he doesn't get that many minutes. Right. You know? um, Lance maybe, but he's also just kind of lovable, I guess. How can you hate the air guitar? You know. Um, love that air guitar. Love it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I don't know if he does, but nevertheless, I think LeBron is a bottom line. We just need a win, kind of guy. So, um, yeah, I think. I, you know, for him. So I, I sort of had an obvious one, but I'm going to go with that one. Okay. That, that kind of ties into um, what we talked about in the last podcast episode about LeBron having this master plan mm-hmm. kind of set in motion already. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for me, yeah, it took me like all of five seconds to um, decide that what I would say for LeBron is to improve his free throw shooting. Mm, um, that's a good one. Actually. So, so my, that's my, a team new year's resolution. Yeah. But especially for your best player, who's going to go to the line in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, so my resolution for LeBron is to up his free throw percentage to 75%. I think if it's like 75%, then I can live with him what is mi- it right missing. Now? Uh, I think he's under 70. No way. Yeah, he's 68% wow. from the line right now. That is that's So if he can bad. finish the rest of the season shooting around 80%, I'm guessing it'll normalize to like around 75. Like ask. That seems like a big ask, but yeah. I think it's doable. Is it? 80%? Um, from, I don't think he's ever shot. Has he shot 80% from the free throw? I doubt it, but we can check really quickly. So his career high 
It's like 78. It's 78. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but given, you know, he's become quite the three-point shooter now. Yeah. So certainly he's capable of uh, stepping up his game yeah. as no, a That's stride. definitely a good one. I, I definitely can't uh, refute that one. That's a great one. I could remember like already like two instances so far this season where LeBron has missed a free throw. And then not not to bl- not to blame losses on anybody or any free throw shot missed, but mm-hmm. uh, there were two games where he uh, missed free throws uh, at crucial situations, and it and ended up that the Lakers lost those games. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't doubt that. I, I mean, just this last game, we lost the game uh, to the Kings, or actually. I think the last game was Clippers, right? The game before that, we lost to the Kings because Brandon Ingram missed a free throw. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it could be a it could be like a team resolution, but yeah. especially for our best player, yeah. I would say, um, yeah, up that because really, there's like really not much to nitpick about how he's done so far. Yeah, this year. I mean, we could talk about developing developing his low post game or whatever, but I think you know the plain and easy. Mm-hmm. One is uh, up in his free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. So you you just brought up Brandon Ingram. Uh, what would you uh, give him as a New Year's resolution? Um, I would say Brandon Ingram. Okay, I have one. Um, improve your spot up shooting, in particular your th- his three point shooting. Yeah, his three has uh, taken a dip. Yeah. This season so far, uh, Ingram is shooting thirty-one percent from three, which um, is way off his last year's. Yeah, last year he shot thirty-nine percent. So he was actually really good from three yeah. last year, but uh, so far this year is not so good. Um, I actually feel his off the uh, off the dribble shooting is not bad. Um, I think his even his ISO is actually pretty advanced for a kid his age, um, but I think in order for him to function and be, you know, like we talk about how we want this this kid to um, be that one A one B or even second or third star on the team, right? And if he wants to be that guy alongside LeBron, he's got to improve that spot up shooting, you know. So I've been, uh, you know, I try to uh, keep my ear to the ground and kind of gauge how the fan base is feeling, you know, uh, towards all things Lakers. And it seems to me that right now um, most of the uh, frustration uh, in the Laker fan base is um, directed towards Brandon Ingram these days. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you brought up the Kings game recently. Uh, but, uh, I get the vibe that, uh, when people think about Brandon Ingram, it, it, the, it, it turns into like, he's a player that is like full of like unfulfilled potential. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, people are, I can sense that a lot of fans are turning on him Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he's, he's looked at. Uh, more now as a as a trade asset than a cornerstone for the team. 
I mean, to be honest, it's it's uh, it's a little unfair because I'm a firm believer of how like how quickly you develop at a younger age, um, in particular, you know, in the NBA. And Ingram is still, I think, right along that trajectory to be a star in my in, he's really young you know he's six months younger than you love i do you love uh factoring in a player's age i, I really do i still think that's in play like i i think that's very very key um but yeah he's six months younger than mikhail bridges who is a lottery pick this year oh the uh on the charlotte hornets yeah that guy oh wow okay um i'm sorry i'm sorry i take that back. not six i don't know if it's six months miles younger bridges six, or mikhail bridges i think it's mikhail but he's okay. actually six, I think six months older, um, basically along the same age, right? Which is crazy. Because um, Ingram, this is what? His, how many seasons has he it's been? His third year. Yeah. I think he's like only a, a few months older than Lonzo. Right. And that should tell you a lot about, um, I, I mean, that's kind of like borderline, I don't know if it's prodigy level type of, but he's, he's obviously really young and really green uh, still. Um, you contrast with Kuzma who he's kind of the golden child right now of right. all the league fans. But that dude is, he's actually a lot older, you know? 23. Yeah. you. I mean, you factor in, let's say, two years on top of Ingram right now. Two years is a lifetime in NBA development. Right. If, like, Ingram was 23 right now, it would be a much oh, different story. It would be a huge concern, um, I think. But he's not. He's he's super young. And I think if you got to put the blame on the really young uh, prospects, you know, I have, you know, I would, I would put that firmly on Lonzo because even as bad as Brandon Ingram is right now, his percentages and his play is still oftentimes not as bad as uh, Lonzo. See, like I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm with you for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but that seems to be like the exact opposite perspective of most Laker fans. Yeah, like well, when I'm on, when I'm right. like looking on Twitter and seeing reading what people are saying, uh, you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of um, defensive uh, comments uh, related to Lonzo. Oh, like people are coming sure. up to his Without defense like yeah. left and right. Oh, yeah. But with Ingram, it's it's the opposite. Yeah, but we're I kind of like on the strange. other side though. I, I I I've noticed that too, and I think Lonzo's got a ton of like defenders um which is kind of mind-boggling because um you know when your shot is that broken looking and you back it up with terrible numbers it's really hard to defend that you know it's another story if this if this guy's got a like a gorgeous form and yet he's just missing you know then you think okay he's i don't know maybe there's some something to it but his shot is really ugly and then his numbers don't back it up too so it's 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 odd um but i i agree with that it's really unfair to ingram um but also i think it's just because people have higher expectations for him i think yeah right yeah he's young you know um sounds like you factor in age with oh, basketball players sure. the way you factor in age with uh with dating <laughs> 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 so there's some parallels there. Okay, so for for me, um, for Brandon Ingram, uh, I would actually like to see uh, his offensive approach a little bit different. Um, 
I've noticed that uh, he gets himself into trouble at times when he's um, sucking the air out of the ball. You know, when he's like, um, ha- has it has it in his hands and he's like trying to create. Um, I feel like that's when he gets himself into trouble. So uh, maybe developing an offensive approach uh, more of the ilk of what Kyle Kuzma is doing, which is like just a quick catch and a move, right. uh, a catch and maybe just a screen and then uh, make a move. Yeah, I will say um, this. Kuzma is very efficient with his offensive uh, moves. Yeah, so He's I can, you know, I, I, so. I would like to see Brandon Ingram do a little bit more of that. Sure. Um, yeah, that's fair. He's got a really nice, his elbow jumper is like... It's pretty money. Pretty proficient. So maybe find ways where you can just catch the ball, one or two dribbles, pull up, and, you know, shoot that double jumper. Yeah. Um, less isos. Uh, I don't think he's quite there yet with running a pick and roll. Uh, so for now, I would just like to see Brandon Ingram make more quick decisions on offense. Um, he's another guy that we can harp on about his uh, poor mediocre free throw shooting oh yeah um which was on full display against sacramento uh this past thursday but uh yeah overall um i'm not ready to pull the plug on ingram either uh like you said he's he's very young i think people forget about that um he's got that seven two wingspan mm-hmm. whatever that's serving him really well on the defensive side especially i mean you see the guy guarding like point guards yeah he he legitimately guards for at least four positions um yeah so occasionally, um, a lot know, of versatility fun. there and uh we I, I feel like the team just needs to find a way to like utilize him a little bit better um that's kind of like what we we touched about that a little bit um last episode about are some of these pieces fitting well and um certainly uh ingram's one of those those guys that we need to think about um, so moving along, uh, Kyle Kuzma, what would you say for him? Um, I, I, I think it has to be the defense. I, I've seen a lot of improvement this year, but I think he needs to continue to get better. Um, his offensive game is there. I think right now his offensive game is, um, uh, it's, it's on par, like with all the, the really good players in the league, um, I don't know if it's an elite, but it's like if he were to just really improve his defense, um, I think he could be that third star. He has that potential because yeah. his offense is already so good. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, for for me, I think for him, it's it's either going to be the defense or the passing slash playmaking. You know, um, and I'm just going to go with defense because I think. Uh, he uh, he can still make a lot of strides in that uh, department. Yeah, so let's take a moment to appreciate what what sophomore what his sophomore uh, season is looking so far. So uh, I, I feel like he's like he had a rough start at the beginning of the season, yeah, he but did. Uh, he's certainly turned that around, and now he's basically having the sophomore year that every NBA player that most NBA players would want, you know, coming off a rookie season, like what he had, um, improved scoring, uh, 
I think everything's I think improved more, other except for three pointing. He's just right? a more efficient player yeah. nowadays. Um, so yeah, so for my for me, uh, the resolution that I would give to Kuzma is, um, and even though we say he's like an efficient player, I'm gonna say uh, improves shot selection, especially <laughs> from the three point line. I see him. You, take, want, him, you I, want him to be less Kobe. I see him take a lot of contested threes. Oh yeah, if you notice, like. Uh, you know, on one hand, I like the confidence. I, I like um, the the lack of. He's not he's not trigger happy, or I mean, he's not shy. Trigger shy, I should say. You know, I'm gonna. He's you know a little bit trigger happy, yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a lot. You know what's interesting? It's so funny is that you know if he actually improves, if he makes another leap offensively, there's gonna be a time where we're gonna be okay with him being that aggressive. I think it's because. He's almost like mentally, he's like, I'm there already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he plays offensively. He plays as if like, yeah, I am the Damian Lillards of this of this league. Like, you know, like yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to do this step back, like contested three that, you know, like Harden and all those guys. He's see. never lacked for confidence. No, and he he absolutely has that mentality. And, and I want to say he actually, uh, he's, yeah, he's not there, but he's close. I think if he takes another leap, we can actually oh, then you're talking in, all-star. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. But like you said, you, you can't, you, I don't know, you can't really do that right now because it, it shoots, it kills your team if, if you do that stuff and you're not delivering. Yeah, you know? I mean, it'll so. be worth it if he, if he ends up, if yeah. this is what it takes for him to get to that point, then fine. Yeah. You know, then it'll yeah, be yeah. worth it. Right. Um, no, yeah, but that makes uh, total sense, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he is shooting, um, yeah, so his three-point shooting so far is he's shooting at 30%. Which Ooh. is so par, coming off of a, a rookie season where he shot thirty seven percent from three. Yeah. So, um, improve shot selection from three. Just you know, take him when you're open, or when you're not <laughs> as guarded as you know, because he tries to hit threes in people's faces. Yeah, he <laughs> notice that. Does. I think he prefers that actually. Yeah. Um. So you know, tone it, tone it down a little bit from the three point. He's line. got good form too. Yeah, He's great a good form. shooter. He's a good form. He has a good form. Might have the best form on the team. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to bring up the guy that's been the focus of uh, much of our conversations these past few weeks, Lonzo. I wonder what his, <laughs> I'm so curious. I have no idea what his New Year's resolution would be. Um, I mean... Just we joked about it before about how we asked him to just not airball um, a game, just not don't do an airball a game. But I, to to his credit, he's he's shot extremely well these last couple games. Um, I'm just gonna say uh, uh, thirty if he can end the year thirty four percent from three and forty. Two percent from the field. It's a win. I mean, he's he's at forty-one percent right? from yeah. the field right now. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, huge bulk of that is because it 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 went up huge because of these last two games. Yeah. Right? So I feel like it's a little inflated. I, so I wrote down thirty-six um, percent from three. Oh wow. Which is which might seem a little bit ambitious. Yeah, uh, he's at thirty-two percent right okay. now. I think thirty-six is actually 
great. I feel like that's around the that's around the league average. Yeah. Is 30, 35, yeah. 36 is like league average. So if you yeah. could just be an average three point shooter, mm-hmm. then I think that's a huge win. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of our um, worry and concern would uh, go out the window if he could just end up being that sure. type of shooter. For sure. So since since we're talking about Lonzo, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you've seen the last two games because it's been a little bit eye opening, right? Like no yeah. LeBron, so uh, Dave and Luke Walton, uh, in a sense, has given the keys to Lonzo a little bit more mm-hmm. to run the team on offense, and and he'll continue. He's to had good. Out. He's had a good. Um, he's had good production these last two games. So yeah. I mean, really good production. Well, like. What are we to make of that? Um, Can he only do this without LeBron? I don't, I don't or is he so. unable if to he, be this effective with LeBron? I don't think so. I think he because and we talked about this before, but he's he's such a he's such a great fit in terms of style uh, as a point guard with LeBron because he's this unique point guard who can be really good without the ball. Um, so no, I think he. But he hasn't been though, right? Yeah, that's well. I think that's a, a big part of this because he's such a shitty shoot, shooter. Um, but you know, even his passes, like he's such a good touch passer. Like he's even need the ball that that much to just pass that behind the back uh, pass. He yeah, did, uh, right against the Clippers. Oh, yeah, there's it, not that it, many no guard players in the NBA that would do that. No. You know. Um, but he's yeah, so he's 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 perfect in that role. But I think um, another thing that we mentioned earlier, and it rings true still, is that um, you know remember when we were saying we wanted um, we wanted Lonzo to play to start. We want him to have more minutes because then he can thrive versus Rondo, who can kind of. He's a plug and play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing here is that LeBron's out. You know, now obviously Rondo's out too. He's going to be out f- for an extended time. Um, we're seeing that because when he's playing more and he's involved more, he he has a tendency to to just play better. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing. And I. So how much stock do I put into these? Well, that, that's yeah. an argument that a lot of people make, and I'm not sure if that's true because. It almost seems like, yeah, people say, like you just said, he just needs more time on the court and and he'll do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like, I see a lot where he doesn't play because he's not doing well. You know, like Luke, Luke chooses to sit him in the fourth quarter if he's having a poor game. Mm. So it's not like, well, like his production is not a product of how much time he's on the court it's the other way around well i didn't i didn't necessarily think that though in the beginning of the season i thought in the beginning of the season luke was pulling him or simply just not playing um playing lonzo or even actually some of these other players too like josh hart i think he fixed the rotations a bit uh towards the towards you know as the season has progressed um i do agree as of late um luke walton's been kind of like hey you're you're not playing well you're not gonna you're not going to be in these crunch time minutes. So I think that is true. But in the beginning of the season, 
Lonzo was actually shooting well and playing great defense, but he was still getting limited minutes. Yeah, minutes yeah, that. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. I, I so in terms of how much stock I put in it though, but I don't really because his percentages have been down for so long that he needs to do it for a really sustained, prolonged like time in order for me to feel like yeah, totally. okay, he's turned a corner. You know, because. I think we've seen this, right? He he shoots pretty pretty well a couple games and then the next couple games he's just like over over 7 over 8. Uh-huh. So he's got to do it for a, a really long time next month or even rest of the season. Yeah. So his uh December numbers are not bad actually. He had like a terrible November, but um do it for a month. Let's 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 check back in after January at yeah. least to see like yeah. if there's an improvement. Um, yeah. yeah, two games. Those are two good games for Lonzo, but you can't just look at those two games and be like, see, like, <laughs> which know, a lot of Laker fans. They are. Yeah. 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 A lot of Laker fans are like, and you guys wanted to trade <laughs> like after these two games, you know, it's just two games. Yeah. Um, so the obvious resolution for him is to um, improve his uh, shooting from the field. By the way, so, you know, you would still trade Lonzo for De'Aaron Fox, right? Is that, would that even be, like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's, like, zero controversy to say yes. Like, oh, it, I think amongst the Laker community, that would that's a controversial oh, statement. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Especially, the one argue- especially they would say, don't, I mean, don't you see these last two games? They'd be like, Lonzo is, this is, we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, so by the way, if you guys want to, um, you know, send us a question or a comment or anything, you can um, email us at 81pointspodcast at gmail.com. Um, because so that was a nice little Because plug. a lot of you are going to want to, a lot of you might want to, you know, yell at us for saying, yes, I would definitely take De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo Ball right now. Um, and this is even, this is even um, in spite of the fact that Lonzo, I'm convinced he's like going to be first team all NBA defense for like yeah. many years. But you look at De'Aaron Fox and he's got like superstar written all over him. Yeah. I feel like. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of, so, if you had to put a percentage on like Laker fans that would not do that trade, <laughs> what is the percentage at right now? Laker fans that would not do that trade that would keep Lonzo, take Lonzo over said, De'Aaron Fox. I would say it's at sixty percent. So the majority. Yeah, I think majority of LA fans are in love with Lonzo. They're enamored with this kid. I wonder why that is. I is it because know. he's a local? You know, like he's a local, a local yeah, product. UCLA, right? He's got a lot I mean, of, I uh, went to UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and even even I would say, yeah. Well, I, I think I'd rather you're a De'Aaron bit Fox. more, you know, object. I mean, because you also loved De'Aaron Fox in college too, right? He was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, since we brought up age with um, Brandon Ingram, I wonder how old De'Aaron. I can't imagine De'Aaron Fox being like. A lot older than Lonzo, if he is. Yeah. Um, you let know, me look that up real in, quick. Uh, in Lonzo's defense, too, though, like 
Darren Fox last year did not have a good season. Right. No, that's true. So that's true. Um, you know, we'll yeah, have to I wouldn't see. have. I I I might have even still said Lonzo after the, their rookie. Yeah, seasons. I would say so too. But yeah. seeing now we're almost halfway through uh, both of their second years and like the jump that De'Aaron Fox has made is he like made substantial. Huge, he made a huge yeah. jump. Yeah. Cause we were wondering if he was, you know, after his first year, it was like, okay, maybe he might just be like a utility point guard yeah. or whatever. But the numbers he's putting up now, it's like all-star. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. arguably the fastest point guard, fastest player in the NBA. Yeah. Right? He's one of the fastest players. Uh, with the ball, which is like very important yeah. because I think Lonzo is one of the fastest players too, just not with the ball because well, his, his handle, handle is, is not there yet. Yeah, um, his handle's not great. So yeah, if you want to um, yell at us, cuss us out for saying that we take <laughs> De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo Ball, then go right ahead and email us at eighty-one points podcast at gmail dot com. So um, let's get back to these resolutions. So the next up is. Josh Hart. Um, let's see, Josh Hart. I would say for Josh Hart, I think uh, I would love to see him um, a little more aggressive. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like he's he's done. He, he he's great when he's on the court. Um, and he's a great uh, spot-up shooter. He knows how to finish really well. Um, but I think he he gets kind of cast aside amongst all the other youngsters because, you know, uh, everybody else has a lot more, uh, you know, they're a little flash, flashier. So, but I, I don't know. I love Josh Hart. I, I I think he's made huge strides this year, and so I think um, I'd love, I would love for him to be a little more aggressive. Um shoot a little bit more, uh, take it to the hole a little bit more because he's, I don't know, I think he's got an underrated offensive skill set. Yeah, it, he seems like the one player that's still like <clears throat> should be playing a lot more than he is. Yeah, totally. Um, like he's, he the his starts have only been a result of other other starters being injured. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see him being a full-time starter personally. Mm-hmm. Um you know, right now he's his season averages twenty six minutes a game, uh, seven point five field goal attempts a game. So that kind of speaks to like, you know, your yeah. your desire for him to shoot more. Yeah. Uh, he has cooled down though, if I remember. Yeah, he was off to a blistering yeah. start though. Yeah. Um, would have been hard to keep that up all year. Uh, for me, so I I I gave him the same resolution that I gave LeBron actually which is um, the free throw shooting. Like as it's, it's clear to see that he's a good shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. from three, he's shooting 39% from three. Um, is that the season numbers right now? 30? Yeah. That's not bad. Okay. So he's a good shooter. He shot, he shot 40% from three last year. So yeah. we, we know he can make, he, we know he can shoot the ball uh, from the free throw line. However, he's 67% from the free throw line. That's so bad. Which is, which seems so much lower than what he's capable yeah. of doing. So, good mechanics on his form too. Yeah, he's got good form. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but I would say, um, 
yeah, up up his free throw shooting. I will say this: Kuzma has actually improved his free throw shooting this year too, though. He's at seventy eight, I think. Uh, which let me is look great, that up. I know. I think that's a great improvement from last year. He's shooting seventy seven percent. Okay. But um, he's actually the guy on the team that takes like technical free throws. Well, he's shots. always pining for. It. He's like, hey, I've never seen anyone rush so quickly to the line. No, I mean, I I agree. Like, out of everyone <laughs> on our team, like, um, besides like KCP, yeah, I I would have Kuzma shoot the free throw. Yeah. Um, but you don't want your technical free throw shooter to be a seventy seven percent free God. throw shooter. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, he is. He has improved. Um, so that's uh, yeah, that's what I would say about Josh Hart. So next up is Javale McGee. Javale McGee. I think for him, it's just stay healthy. I would love for him to just be healthy. <laughs> so actually, um, there there's a game tonight. The Lakers are yeah. at home against the Kings. We're playing the Kings again. Is he playing? Um, so Javel is playing, oh, which is a great start. Which is uh, brings up an interesting situation now. With, with, <laughs> I already know what you're gonna. No, no, no. With with recent events, right? Yeah, um, I know what you're gonna be. Zubac is like yeah. you know playing a lot better. So there's three capable centers now. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be interesting to see like how Luke Walton shuffles and distributes like playing time amongst those three centers. Um, I think JaVale's going to start. Um, but as far as like the rotation at the center position, um, I don't know if you have like an opinion, a strong opinion on like how the, how the playing time should be distributed. I do. These um, are three very different centers. Right. So, and they all bring something different to right. the table. So I actually have a very clear pecking order. Um, I think it should be uh, at the top, unquestionably McGee, um, because at the top, like yeah, in what top. in what sense though? Well, he's he's uh, I, I would say he's arguably our best defender at center. Um, I, I think Tyson Chandler is really good because he's so smart, but I give the edge to McGee because he's younger. Um, Chandler's. And I don't. And when I, I'm, when I say that, I'm saying I don't mind Chandler even taking the crunch time minutes at the end of the four, at the end of the game. I'm just saying that uh, because Tyson is so much older, he can only play in spurts. That's when he's most effective. So I'm saying we got to give the the majority of the starter minutes to McGee. Doesn't um, um doesn't Javale have like asthma or something? That's like why I think he, so. he can't he, uh, well, play like I I know in a super recent, long minutes. Either. I know in a recent interview he said that's overblown. He said he's absolutely oh so he's just yeah. he's campaigning for more minutes right yeah, now. Yeah, he's campaigning. I think okay, he's <laughs> but um so yeah, I would place him clearly at the top, and then Chandler is clearly clearly second, and Zubats is he's third. I I so I think you and I differ on this. Um. I love Zubats, and I love that he's. I I, I think this recent development is. You gotta absolutely put some credence to it. Um, he's like risen, risen from the ashes <laughs> to be a viable <laughs> like player. Um, but the the thing is, is that his offense 
is better than is is the best out of the three. I think that much is clear. I I, I would say, uh, I don't know if it's clear because McGee's a really good finisher, but Zubats has a great um, small touch and he's he's just he's great. He's great in the pick and roll. Um, but the thing is, is that our offense is great. We don't necessarily need another offensive weapon. So we just need a guy who's who can really play some great defense. And I think McGee and Chandler fill those roles. Zubats, on the other hand, his D is not bad. He has some flashy blocks, but his feet is still woefully slow for me. Like when I watch him defend and he's like trying to move laterally, I, I'm it's it's a liability right? uh-huh. i think it's a liability yeah. for me in my eyes so i think it's great i think it's great that he's um you know he can provide like some offensive punch um but he's he's third um and i don't know i think even mo mo wagner could end up supplanting him third um later in the season but um yeah that's my pick so he uh he had like the three games of his life recently, <laughs> right? Um, culminating in his like breakout performance on Christmas, yeah, which is like probably the best day of his life. Yeah, Jeff Van um, Gundy said like Shaq, Wilt, yeah, <laughs> Kareem, <laughs> Zubats, or something like that. There was that uh, for the longest time, um, that one building like near Staples Center. There was like that mural of like Shaq, Wilt, and Kareem. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and Jeff Van Gundy was ready to put Zubats <laughs> on there as yeah. well. Um, so he had like three memorable, memorable games recently. And yeah. and if you notice, like his last two games have like he's kind of he's very much fallen back down to earth. Yeah. And um, I think um, I think it's no coincidence that. Um, these last two games have ended up like that for him because LeBron's not there. Yeah, it was so clearly... I, so it seems like he's like a byproduct of, of LeBron's is. greatness, basically. It, yeah. We've talked about that, I think, over text. We've talked about how, like, you know, Zubats was playing out of his mind, but it's typical because LeBron is able to... He makes certain players look amazing. But, but him. that's true, but we do have LeBron. So when he does come back... And if and if uh, Zubats can still yeah sure be up to that level, then what do you do? You know yeah. Well, so yeah, I think I mean I th- I think that's great, and I, but I would say the off the offense that he provides is is extraneous. I think like that's we need the defense of McGee and Chandler, in my opinion. Okay. So so you, so you, I think you said for Javale just to stay healthy, right? Yeah. So for me, um. I, I think his people uh people say JaVale's uh defense is really good and um you know certainly like he's a really prolific shot blocker. But um for a guy that athletic and for a guy that long, he's not um the best rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not like putting up Kevin Garnett like numbers uh rebounding wise. So for me I would like to see him uh, strive to average around like nine rebounds a game, because I think right now, um, if I look up Javale's uh, rebounding averages right now, I think he's averaging six point seven rebounds a game. Wow! For a seven foot center, that that is that pretty, athletic. That is pretty low. Yeah, 
Um, and he's, you know, historically he's not been a great rebounder either. Um, yeah. I think his career, so his career rebounding average is 4.8 rebounds a game. That's, you it, just, you just boggled my mind right now. Well, he's averaged That's 17 crazy. minutes a game. So yeah. let's, if he, his per Starter 36, minutes, that would actually be like eight, around eight. His per 36 minutes. Close to nine. He's at, oh, 10 rebounds a game per yeah. 36 minutes, but he never plays 36 minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I, you know, uh, Javel's had a great season so far, uh, by any estimation. Like I think he's exceeded all expectations in a lot of ways. Yeah, he was in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's you know he's still averaging two point six blocks a game. Yeah. Um, he had a really funny block <laughs> recently. Who was it against? Where he just like, I think it was against Chris Paul. Like he just he, he just basically like extended his arm over and just like blocked it like um i know he's a really funny player on the court but um i I would like to see his uh rebounding numbers um have an uptick a little bit yeah he's you know if 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 we could do that whole dragon ball z uh you know fusion with fuse fuse all three of those centers yeah Yeah. but even if just like tyson and mcgee you'd have a Def- you have a defensive like juggernaut. You would have a pretty awesome player. Yeah. But yeah, if you were to fuse even all three, I mean, you'd have an all star. But you'd basically have like prime Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> if you like fused all three together. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Javale. Uh, we did. So let's just talk about Zubatson since we brought him up. You know what's um, so funny is this guy would not have gotten a New Year's resolution if not for the most yeah, recent. He has he season. has <laughs> played his way <laughs> into our conversation. Oh man, that's funny. Um I don't even know what to keep say rising for this. From the yeah, I don't even know what to say <laughs> to this guy like just just keep just keep doing you do you. Like, keep resurrecting. <laughs> like I don't it's almost like data incomplete. So I don't even know what, like, it's like an NA. Like, I don't even know what to say to this guy. Do like, not have cinder blocks for feet. Yeah. Is his New Year's resolution. Like, congratulations. All I can say is congratulations. Like, you've, you know, be on the court when LeBron's back. Like, that's, what, that's my New Year's resolution for him. I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, his offense is great. I, I would say, yeah, I think just playing smarter D, I guess. Um, it would help him if he, like, lost some weight still, right? <laughs> I think he has lost uh, weight since he – definitely lost weight since he came into the NBA. But Well, so I, I think you have a point there because – so he had a very promising rookie year, and then his second year I think he tried to bulk up, and that really, like, derailed his season. So – um you know, I think he made it a point to lose. To he tried to get pounds. bigger last year. I think so. I think he tried to get stronger, as in like you know, bulk oh, up with muscle. Okay. Yeah. And I think that just really just made you know made him even slower. Uh huh. So yeah, uh, you know, losing some even more more weight to. Do, do you know what um, Basketball Reference has as his nicknames? These are some pretty funny nicknames. No, I don't know what. So he has one, two, three, four, five six nicknames listed here okay 
all submitted let, by let, his family well, members. Let me tell you what his, according to basketballreference.com, these are Yavita Zubats' nicknames, okay? Okay. You have Zublock. Okay, that's clever. You have Zublocka. I've heard of Zublocka. Big Z. Okay. Uh, just plain Zoo. Wait, the whole nickname is just... Just Zoo. Oh, Zoo. zoo yeah. Zoo, okay. And then uh, Zupak. Oh yeah, I like that one. I've heard that one. This is yeah. my fi- this is my favorite one though. Better it's- than Zupak? Yeah, this one's my favorite. Zoo Alcinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Jeff Van Gundy submitted that one because he was ready to you know cement yeah. him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yeah, so, Avita Zubots, congratulations! You made you made our New Year's <laughs> resolutions list. Uh, you made the podcast. You had you had three games to remember for the rest of your life. Let's uh, let's keep. I'm I'm looking forward to Project uh, Resurrection to continue here for Evita <laughs> Zubats. So, um, okay, moving on. So the third center that were obviously is Tyson Chandler. Um, so what? I mean, again, I he's like say, another guy who's done very well. Yeah, I, yeah, for him, I think just stay healthy because he is crucial, and um, you know he's a little bit up there in the years, so. I would say just stay healthy because, uh, um, you know, we're definitely going to need him. Yeah. Uh, for me, I wrote um, eight rebounds a game. I think. You mean like like uh, projection wise, like per 36? Or. Well, right now he's averaging seven. Wow. That's, uh, that's surprising. And, I, and I, basically, that's, you know, that's what we signed him for. I think it's seven like is already anchor more the defense. Than, yeah, as a, with a timeshare with McGee to average seven is pretty impressive. He's averaging seven minute. He's averaging seven rebounds in twenty minutes a game. Yeah, I think that's great. That's great, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I really have no complaints with Tyson Chandler. I think he's. Uh, we we touched on this uh on a previous podcast, but in a lot of ways he's saved the season. For sure. You know. Uh. So, no complaints uh, about Tyson Chandler. Um, been the anchor on defense that um, the Lakers sorely needed without him. Um, so, yeah, the staying healthy is a good one. He gets um, away with some mean-ass picks, too. Screens. Like, I love it. Well, he's, you know, he's he ha- he's like a crafty veteran. Like, he knows <laughs> yeah. how to, you know, all of those, like, tip-out rebounds that he does. Oh, like, my God. He does yeah. a bunch of shit, like, yeah. in the trenches there to, to be I able would to be do that. so annoyed playing against Tyson Chandler if, I'm, yeah. in the, yeah, if yeah. I'm in the block. But now that he's a Laker, it's great. Yeah. We love it. For sure. So, um, yeah, just keep doing you, Tyson. Uh, okay, so next up is KCP. Oh, man. Uh, my New Year's resolution is okay. Any trade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wave your no trade clause. Can you believe that Accept. he? Can you believe that he has a no trade clause? Yeah, I think I think that's more to do with some kind of collective bargaining agreement type of deal. It wasn't like um, no, I don't think it was Rich Paul Magic or no, anything I don't think like so. that. Yeah, I think that's more of like a veteran type of. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what what happened there. But. Um, I don't know. He's. I sort of have a love hate relationship with KCP. Um, he can be really frustrating. Uh, he's kind of an easy scapegoat for Laker fans. Um, but whenever you look at his percentages, you're kind of thinking, oh, 
but not that bad. He's an easy scapegoat for me because I feel like I get the impression sometimes that Luke favors him over Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh, which kind of sure. boggles I don't my really mind. Think that's yeah. Uh, KCP is actually like um, younger than I thought. He's twenty five, but uh, I would have thought he was twenty eight. Yeah, but despite that, I I feel like clearly I would give the majority of the playing time at the two position to Josh Hart. Yeah, um, it's so funny because when we first signed him years ago. A couple years ago, I was ecstatic about that. Yeah, three and D guy. Yeah, it's he like, was that you know. prototypical three and D. But um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't have a New Year's resolution for him. <laughs> I just wave your no trade. Yeah, clause. wait. Yeah, don't <laughs> accept. Yeah, accept whatever trade that comes your way. Um, I have nothing against. Him. I wish him the best of luck. He's just kind of uh, he, he's he's kind of extraneous on the team. Yeah, I um, so I just wrote um. 38% from three-point line, which is yeah. basically what he averaged last season. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's at 36% right now, which is like, not, you know, Which is probably like bad. top three on our team. Well, let's see. Say. Who are the best, most prolific three-point shooters on this team so far? Mo Wagner is actually a 46% three-point shooter. He is? <laughs> I think I, he's probably not like taking seven, that many at all. Seven threes or something. Okay, right? do, you know who the, do you know who the leading three-point percentage on this team is? Okay. I'm Aside gonna go from with, Mo Wagner? I'm going to go with um, Josh Hart. He's, he's uh, number two. Oh, someone's higher than him? I don't know, Rondo? I thought it was gonna be uh, some wild Mr. Mr. Air Guitar. Yeah. Oh. That's interesting. Is actually um the most efficient three point shooter on the Lakers as that's of right now. I know I was gonna say but anyways, KCP's number three, I would say. Right? Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. No. I mean, because we're not gonna really count Svi. No. Either. So yeah, that's um that's all we have to say about KCP, who's not really. Let's be real. I don't think he's going to be in the long term plans. No. For the Lakers anyway. So, um, yeah, like you, I wish him the best of luck. He's not really like done anything to like um, elicit any like hatred or anything. So. No. He's just one of those players that um, I'd rather I'd rather um, Josh Hart get those minutes basically. Yeah. 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 Okay, next up is Rondo, and I think his resolution is going to mirror that of a couple of other guys that we um, that we already talked about. Um, because for so, me, I I wrote for me, I just wrote stay healthy. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna go. Um, my New Year's resolution for him is um, let Lonzo let Lonzo be play more. Oh. <laughs> be positive. Because I feel like he is a he is a he's always like possibly like on the edge of like just being derailing the team chemistry. And being he's an done asshole. he's done like absolutely zero to like no he's been a model uh, citizen yeah to, to like yeah. suggest that he's that's gonna happen yeah on the Lakers no so I'm I'm saying keep that up because <laughs> it almost it. it almost seems like because you know going in going into this season uh so the Lakers signed him for a one year deal right and. Going in, it almost seemed like he's just a rental, right? 
Oh yeah, without which, a doubt. which you know, he kind of still is, but yeah. um, the way he's carried himself this season makes me kind of think that he wants to stick around. Oh, like he's he's saying all the right things, and he's yeah. So the, he I mean, do you what do you think? Do you think he's do you think he's um, just gonna play out this year and then try to get paid more somewhere else, or do you think he wants to stick around because the future is bright for for this team? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I I don't have a good read on Rondo at all. <laughs> he's he's just such a wild card. Like I I I don't know. Like this could all be just a ruse so he could just pull some major shit later in the later in the season. Which I mean, in all seriousness, I don't see, but. Um, if this is if this is gonna be if this Laker if this iteration of Rondo is you know w- what we could expect in future years, I would absolutely love him to be to come back because yeah. he's had at least a handful of games when he's been healthy. He's had a handful of games where he's helped us win. I mean, just the Warriors the Christmas game, game. Yeah, he was um, he was crucial. I, I mean, Lonzo was utter shit in that game. And he did not have a good game. Yes. No, and he, uh, Rondo really uh, kind of righted the ship for uh, for the Lakers. So I, I mean, if you if this is, you know, chill Rondo, and this is sort of the the normal, then yeah, I would love him to come back. I'm gonna say it. I think he wants to be a Laker, long term. <laughs> I would I would love to keep him on the Lakers. I mean, he's a guy who wants to win. So. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he, you know, going into the year, he he said that he wanted to be the first player in NBA history to win a championship with both the Celtics and the Lakers. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, when we get Anthony Davis, he can go back to you know playing like he did on the Pelicans, just throwing lobs to Anthony Davis. That would be amazing to see. They're good friends, though. I think, right? That's I think they I got that, along really yeah, well. Yeah, I heard that yeah. they're good friends. So yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, did you also hear that um, after the recent um, Lakers-Pelicans game, um, Anthony Davis uh, had dinner had dinner with LeBron? Yeah, so I think they're they're good friends, too. I mean, you know? you, you already know my stance on, on you know, what's going to happen. Oh, so. it's, oh, it's done deal? Yeah, I mean, AD and KD, they're going to be here. That's still, like, are you over... Um, Kawhi? No, no. Are you over? Well, you probably are, but are you over the just the shock that LeBron's a Laker? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's still kind of yeah, like a little bizarre, me. right? Yeah. Um. Well, we know how you feel about how he's going to be remembered and everything. So, <laughs> um, that kind of lead, leans. To to uh, still being a little bit shocked that he's uh, wearing purple and gold. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so the last player uh, I had on my list was Lance. <laughs> Keep playing that air guitar, man. That's why. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't really have a. I don't know if you know if I have a resolution for him. Um, Again, this is another player that is like. First of all, I just want to say, like, every all of you Laker fans, you guys should go back. You go on YouTube and, like, bring up uh, clips of NBA experts talking about the Lakers this past summer. Because when, when, uh, 
when the Lakers signed Rondo, Lance, Michael Beasley, just the national shitting on the Lakers at that time was like, was like, uh, you know, unlike towards any other team. And these guys, uh, you know, with the exception of Beasley, all of these like one year uh, rentals, they've all played like pretty damn well. I feel significant like. minutes too. Yeah, like you look at Lance. Let me let me tell you his numbers. So he's shooting, he's shooting forty five percent from the field, he's shooting forty percent from three, and he's shooting seventy six percent from the line. Like I have no complaints. How many on that uh, how on many that minutes and standpoint? Is he averaging? So he's averaging fifteen minutes a game and eight points a game. Okay, that's a. I mean, that's a great role player, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, he does when he's on the court, it does kind of look like he's like, um, playing, uh, on an and one mixtape a little bit, like <laughs> just some of the antics that he, <laughs> that he pulls on the he's court. He's got pretty good um, handles though. I never realized. He's actually got a lot of like burst. Yeah. I feel like he's quick. He's quick. He's pretty quick. Um, I think he's a good bench player yeah. because like yeah, he's he's so. like the spark off the bench that a lot of teams are looking for. He's got that instant offense type of thing yeah. going. Um so he you know I do get a little concerned at times when he like he gets a little he can get a little carried away <laughs> slightly. Um, you know for him a heat check is if he makes one shot and he's like Right. <laughs> It's like um, if he was a player on NBA Jam, he's like always he's always on fire. He feels like uh, so. So for me, I wrote you know just play within yourself, which I don't even know if he's capable of doing that. I don't. Um, which which is hilarious for him. I think he's like I'm doing that. <laughs> he's like he's like all right. So okay, just keep. Going. I he he might think that he's like been pulling back this whole time. You know. All right. Oh, but yeah, he's been he's been um, he's been a really great be- bench player yeah. so far. Um, so yeah, I think those are all the all the players that I want to go go through with you. Um, the Lakers right now are sitting at twenty and sixteen. So what is that? That's thirty six games. Uh, they got forty six games left. I will say this: they're going to have to start. They're going to have to win at least a couple of these games when LeBron's out. Like, you can't. You can't. You can't put up an over. Right. I right. Think. Like you gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Because all, all, so all of a sudden they're um, sitting at the sixth seed right now. Yeah. Um. So for the last, so the forty-six games left in the regular season, right? Um. What would be? If we're trying to like project the record for the last forty six, um, it's hard to do because I don't know it, when LeBron's back. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's such a huge. He makes such a huge difference. Like okay, now that now that we've seen thirty six games of this team, um, what what would be what would the final record be for it to like? Be acceptable. Mm-hmm. We're at twenty and sixteen. Of course, you got to factor in like, you know, Rondo's out another month. LeBron is going to be out for however long. Um, so how many games are left? There's forty six games left. Forty six games. 
Um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's hard. That's tough. I was going to say like 27 games, winning 27 of those games. Okay, so 47 and 35. I don't know. That, that sounds low, actually. Uh, because if you say if you say fifty wins, I, that yeah. then that means they're going. They have to go thirty and sixteen. Yeah. Okay, I would go with that because I, I think this. I think the Lakers are going to win at least fifty games this year. Okay. Yeah. It's like what even last even last season in the Western Conference, like only two teams won over fifty games. Right. Really. Yeah. The Warriors and because I think Portland was a three seed last. Uh, season and they were at like 48 wins. I didn't know that. Okay. So winning 50 games in the West is like really tough. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like who who do the Lakers really have to worry about? Um, yeah. Of course, like you know, I think Denver's a good team. Um, OKC is playing really well. Oh, I would. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna talk about that. Um, I wanted to talk about that. I I've been. It's very chron- well chronicled that I I shit on Paul George all the time because he doesn't right. with Lakers. I'm like, I have to concede like, OKC is a really scary team. I think actually, okay, I don't know if they can beat the Warriors, but they are absolutely my number two team in the NBA because their defense is ridiculous yeah true it's fucking crazy how good their defense is and uh paul george is having you could say a mvp type season right he's like low-key like in the mvp discussions i would say um but seriously that defense is really really good and um i think i like if i'm the warriors that is one team that is the last team i want to face um because I think I think the I think OKC could give the Warriors a run for their money. So yeah, they you know they're because I, I was like going into the year uh, with OKC, I was like you know they're they're not really a contender. Oh you know? yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, but Paul George is having an MVP season. Um, you have Westbrook, who's yet again averaging a triple double. <laughs> um, and he's actually scaled it back a little bit. He's not playing like. You know, he's been accused of being a little selfish. Um, His shooting has been very bad this yeah, year. Yeah, it though. has. Yeah. It's been it's well documented. Do you know that he's shooting twenty six percent from three? Yeah, I've yeah. Do you know he's shooting sixty percent from the free throw line? <laughs> it's pretty. It's bad. It's like really like whoa! I was not expecting that. Yeah. And you know, Stephen Adams got a lot better. I feel like, mm-hmm. like he's he's you can say he's an all star. I feel like borderline. Yeah, and, and his defense is great too. Uh, the whole. Yeah, that's uh, going to be their yeah. money card. It's, yeah, the defense. So you think they're legit? A legit for sure. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know in the playoffs, like it's all about whether you can d up. You know. Um, you still salty over? Uh, you know, over the whole Paul George. I thing? was salty, but I gotta admit, you know, he he's proven it. Paul George has proven it. Like I was like. I'm almost like laughing at his face for doing that because it just seems so ridiculous. But 
I think they, I, all I gotta say is I would watch that series, OKC Warriors. And so you're saying that OKC is more legit than Denver? Without a doubt. For sure. Despite um your your boy uh Jokic having yeah. an MVP oh, man, I love season Jokic. himself. Yeah. I love Jokic, but uh, yeah, that I think OKC's got a got a real shot. I think he he has a they have a real shot at uh be I, I'm saying right now, with the way both teams are playing and the way they're looking right now, if the season were to end right now, I absolutely think OKC has a shot of beating the Warriors. Warriors obviously still the favorite. By a hefty margin, but um, yeah, OKC is looking like a contender. So, so since we uh, since we're talking about OKC, this this um reminded me um of something I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. So OKC, uh, they are an example of a small market team. Uh, they were able to keep their superstar player this past off season. Um, it's like this well accepted uh opinion that small market teams have trouble maintaining superstar players um so much so that uh the n b a recently released a statement basically uh as a direct result of something that LeBron said. Do you know about this whole yeah. anti-tampering yeah. memo yeah. that yeah. came out? Yeah, I have a real um, problem with I that. I thought it was the biggest piece of bullshit. Yeah, I like, agree. That well, first it's of like, all... It's just a bunch of whiny-ass old white male owners <laughs> from small markets like crying about the influence of a superstar player. Yeah. Well, we're and salt- another I- indirect shot at the Lakers, basically. Yeah, I mean, we're salty about it because there's history with the whole veto and like you know Mark Cuban and Dan Gilbert going to David Stern and stiff arming him to to veto the CP3 uh, trade. But I I completely agree. It's such utter bullshit for one because it's like LeBron is just answering fucking questions. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It was not it was not tampering yeah. at all. Yeah, it's like. It's so I don't know how LeBron can stay so even keeled. I guess maybe just because he's, you know, he grew up, he grew up just with a camera and a microphone in his face his whole life. But I would be so livid because I would the next time the next chance I get to talk, I would be like, okay, well then I'm not gonna answer any fucking questions because you guys asked me a question, I answered it honestly, and now you know everybody's up in arms about some tampering bullshit you know like i think that's like it's such a double standard type of thing a reporter's like hey do you like anthony davis would you like to play with him and he's you know lebron's being like a- how is what he said um yeah bringing anthony davis closer to the lakers it's does it? Crazy. Is, is it i thought that i thought that what he said meant like it didn't carry any effect yeah. on anything yeah um and this whole concept of like these big market teams have the advantage of uh getting these superstar players like who's the last who's the last great player that signed with the New York Knicks I can't even remember yeah. 
I Maybe, mean, well, Amari, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, and Carmelo you know? came via trade. He came via trade. Um, so, yeah, I, I think basically Amari Stoudemire. And that was actually... And I can't even think of anybody else even close to that. And even Stoudemire, I think he, he was a shadow he was a shadow of himself when he came, came to the Knicks, right? It, this was post-microfracture right. surgery, and Amari. Micro, <laughs> yeah. Microfracture is like a death knell, you know? Yeah, so the Knicks, you know, we don't see, like, people lining up to play in New York. Um and here for the Lakers, LeBron, before LeBron signed with the Lakers, the last big acquisition was Shaq, which was like 22 years ago. Yeah. So this whole notion of like these star players are leaving small markets to go to big markets, it's like, yeah, I don't really know, see that. After Shaq, um, the whole, any rumor that you heard about a big name player coming to LA was 100% strictly an agent just trying to boost uh the negotiating um pull with for their him, for with their player. Exi- right, for his player, yeah. right that's all it was it was that's all you know every time um and and we 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 touched upon it i think in the last podcast too but you know we live in a day and age now where it, the world is so much smaller um because of social media of because um technology um so now yeah players can have multiple locations like residents like a lot of these superstars that love la because who doesn't love la they have an off-season house there they'll have an off-season house in miami they'll have one in new york or wherever whatever whatever major city but you know they'll play out the season in whatever team that drafted him it's just it's really the the times have changed so much. It's just kind of a it's such a bullshit antiquated uh, argument now, and it's just like you said, owners just sour grapes. You know that's all it is. Yeah, sour grapes. Despite the fact that like how the league and the CBA is constructed now, it totally favors like small market teams now. It's so fucking hard to build. Yeah, like a, it's um you know like. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if Damian Lillard ever left Portland, or I would be shocked if Giannis ever left Milwaukee. You know, at yeah. this point, right? And and yet they still have to cry about like a little throwaway, harmless comment that LeBron said. Um, just you know, people are so petty, man. You know, well, it's just they're petty because of Twitter, man. Twitter has like ruined humanity. <laughs> even you, even these owners, you think that's affecting like that? Yeah, I think it's had be- a factor to do with like this yeah, memo that media, came out. Like every yeah, it's like any little comment that anyone makes, you know, it gets blown out of proportion on uh, social media. Um, that's true. Uh, social media and mass sports media now, it's like there are these shows where like you have to talk about something every day, you know. Yeah, and it's like they they have to find material for them to talk about. Yeah, so something like this is gonna, of course, be blown out like, like a million times. Yeah, like I, I will say this too. Like I used to love ESPN growing up. You know, like the Dan Patrick and actually that was a little bit before my time, but um, but yeah, the Sports Center and all the um sports catchphrases and all that stuff. It was so fun, right? But now ESPN has morphed into this fucking like just hype machine and trying to get all like everything is so fucking clickbait 
on ESPN. Yeah. And that's everywhere, right? But on ESPN. They kind of started it, though. It's I, I feel so like. bad. Yeah. Like, you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron will say something and they twist it out. Uh, they, they twist it in so many different ways and they'll take a little snippet of that comment and and post it all over their, their site. Because... There, there, yeah, there was a time where, like, on ESPN, it was only, like, PTI, like, Tony, yeah. Tony Kornheiser and Michael yeah. Wilbon. They were, like, the only guys that were, like, and you knew, discussing sports. And you knew it was, like, it was clearly just their opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, now it's, like, every show, if it's not, like, that a debate or, like, sensationalizing something, uh, it's, it, it's not going to sell. Yeah, so that's they why, have to do something like exactly, blow up a comment like this. Exactly, and that's why I don't even go on ESPN anymore. Cause um, I'm just go on there. I'm gonna go on there right now and let's see if they have any sensationalized headlines. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like now we get our news from Twitter. I feel like oh for whatever, sure, like you know. I mean, Wojnowski basically is a Woj is like. You know, he he's part of ESPN now, but um, without him, like, I don't think, you know, he's he's such a big part of 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 their um, of their brand. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Um, just that 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 memo was like just so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's uh. That's the New Year's resolutions that we have for the players. Um, I got to think of my personal New Year's resolutions here <laughs> in, in this next day or so. But um, Do you do New Year's resolutions like with your family? Not with my family, uh, with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got to think about that for, for tomorrow. Um, there's a Laker game that's about to start right now. So I think it's a good time for us to conclude this episode so yeah. uh for everybody listening uh we just want to say uh happy new year happy um, new year thank you for listening to us in 2018 we'll be back in 2019 with plenty more material um again our email is uh 81 points podcast points pts so 81 pts podcast at gmail.com if you want to hit us up and um Ask us any questions. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Tell us you love us or hate us. And should give us your uh, New Year's resolutions too. Yeah. Say whatever you want. Um, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be available through email. So um, with that said, uh, we're gonna conclude this episode and this year and this year. Happy New Year, and we will see you again in 2019. Thank you for tuning in to 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.